It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us for a special recap postcast edition as BYU upsets number 14, Boise State, 28 to 25 at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Late, late night edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast, but pleased to be with you guys. Regardless if you're listening to this in the wee hours of the morning or just enjoying this Sunday evening, whatever you're doing, thanks for joining us. But a massive, massive win for BYU as they upset number 14, Boise State, 28-25. to We're going to run down everything I took away from this game. We'll get to all of it, get you some of the post-game audio from Kalani Satake and his players after the game, after the big win for BYU. So a lot to get to on the special postcast edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. With that, let's get to it. This podcast, of course, brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. With that, let's go. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast postcast edition as BYU upsets Boise State. Let's get to it. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for joining me for a special postcast edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Holy smokes. What is BYU, guys? Honestly, that's my first question after this win. BYU now has upset wins over then-nationally-ranked USC, an overtime win at Tennessee, and now a win over a top-15-ranked program in Boise State, the darling of the Mountain West, the New Year's Six presumptive favorite in terms of the group of five conferences. BYU's got wins over those teams, but they also have losses to USF and Toledo. So yet again, I go back to that question. What is BYU? The ups, the downs, the ebbs, the flows, everything that has happened in this BYU football season, I can't tell you guys how many times that it's been it's twisted on me because I thought there was no way going into tonight on paper, Boise State was far and away the better program, I thought. BYU had injuries at every major position group outside of tight end on their offense. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, offensive line, all had injury concerns going into this game. BYU started a third-string quarterback in uh, in Baylor Romney, and he gets the win. We'll talk more about him and his stellar play here in a minute, but everything on paper said that Boise State should come in here and just absolutely dominate BYU. Las Vegas knew something, though. They kept that line for BYU around seven points all week long. Of course, it was in favor of Boise State. I said on my podcast on Friday, the Friday edition of Locked on Cougars, I thought Boise State would win this game 28-24. to I felt like it'd be a close game. It always seems to be between these two teams. Weird things happen, and I got close to the margin. It was 28-25 to was the final score, and I had it 28-24, but I did have it in favor of Boise State, whereas BYU does end up with the victory. So yet again, 
What is BYU? Tweet at me. Let me know. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. Love to hear from you guys. Of course, you can drop us a note via email by emailing us at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. But getting to some of the highlights, how about Baylor Romney, y'all? Third string quarterback sure didn't look like it. He goes out there, slings the ball all over the yard despite the conditions. There were awful weather conditions tonight for BYU. He finishes 15 of 26, 221 yards, two touchdowns, and most importantly, zero interceptions. Truly, truly impressive debut for this young man in Baylor Romney. BYU might have a little bit of a quarterback conundrum on them. All three quarterbacks who have started games, and they've all started in consecutive weeks now or consecutive games overall, all three of them have been effective. And I really like that it shows it off the depth of BYU's quarterback position group. I had heard from coaches and people around the program that they felt very confident in the depth of their quarterbacks. But, of course, you have a third-string quarterback going into this game. What are you supposed to expect from him? Well, he only goes out there and has two trick plays. He tosses touchdown passes to Matt Bushman. Just incredible that BYU even had the gumption to call those plays with a third-string quarterback. But I think it also shows their level of faith in a young man like uh, like Baylor Romney in this game. Matt Bushman showed up big. Five receptions, 101 yards, an average of 20.2 yards per reception. Those two touchdowns as well. Great game there. The running back position, Sione Fino has a breakout performance, really announcing that he is a true option for BYU in the rushing game. 11 carries, 89 yards, one touchdown, of course, a 46-yard touchdown run, the longest run from scrimmage for BYU this season, and he was untouched from the time he touched that ball in the touchdown run. Showed some bursts, split the safeties, and raced into the end zone. Great, great game for BYU. The game plan going in very coherent. Kalani Satake took on a bigger role with the defense. Guys like Aaron Roderick and Fessy Satake took on a bigger role with the BYU offense. And as a result, BYU gets a season-changing win, 28-25 over number 14 Boise State. The Cougars now sitting at 3-4 and four on the season. And I'll just be honest, 3-4 and four has never felt so good if you're a BYU fan, if you're really going to be honest with yourselves. The Cougars have three big wins now. I think they have three games on the schedule that I'm still picking them to win. That is Liberty, UMass, and uh, Idaho State. I feel like those three games in a row in the middle part of November should assure BYU of at least six wins this season and a spot in the Sophie, 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 Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve. But now if you go up to Utah State after a bye week this upcoming week, so November 2nd, you go to Utah State. If you pick up a win there, you're sitting at four and four with four games remaining. I think at that point, seven wins, maybe eight wins in the regular season are back on the table. And considering how down everybody, myself included, felt about the BYU football program going into this game against Utah State, I'm telling you, the twists and turns of this football season alone are enough to make you age 10 years. I feel like I've aged so much this season. We're just past the halfway point. There have been so many twists and turns with BYU football. It's insane, plain and simple. It is absolutely insane. But hats off to BYU, Kalani Satake, and his coaching staff, as well as his football program. The players themselves deserve a lot of props for going out and winning this football game. Now, of course, the uh, talk going into this game in this past week and uh, a lot of the talk over the last few weeks has been, okay, is Kalani Satake's job in jeopardy? Well, I think a win tonight really helps solidify him as the right option as head coach for BYU. But... After the game, Isaiah Kafusi, one of the stars in this win for BYU, got up onto the podium and was asked a lot about 
what the, the program felt in terms of how they felt about their head coach. And I thought his answer was very telling about how BYU's football players perceive their head coach. So here you go, Isaiah Kafusi after the game, speaking about his head coach and what he means to this football program. I don't, I don't think people really realize and uh, understand how much we love Kalani. Um, he, he's a great mentor, a phenomenal coach. Uh, I, I think people are, are too quick to, you know, kind of a, to criticize and attack him. Um, but the, the whole team, we're, we're behind Kalani. We love him. Uh, we play for him, you know, regardless of whether his job is on the line or not. You're going to get, you know, 123 guys who are playing for Kalani. Uh, I, I love him. He's a great coach, phenomenal coach. And, um, you know, regardless of, of what's, you know, happened and what, what's up, in, in, you know, what's next, uh, I, I think we just all love Kalani. You know, that's just kind of the, the bottom line is we love him and, and uh, we'll fight for him any day. There you go, Isaiah Kafusi, and you can tell the passion in his voice. They love Kalani Satake as their head coach, speaking of the BYU football players. And I think a win like tonight should really help solidify any doubt or anybody's thoughts about the fact that maybe, okay, is is Kalani Satake the right guy for the job at BYU? I think he is. I told you guys I have gone back and forth on this all year long. I told you guys I was down on Kalani after some of the mistakes. And this was far from the most perfect game BYU has played. I don't think they've played a complete game by any means in this game. Injury um, concerns going into this game, obviously. Penalties, uh, critical downs and distances where they gave up yardage, etc. There's still some of those concerns. But you can tell this football program backed up their love for their head coach by the way they played in this game. And there's a lot to be said for that. So congratulations once again to Kalani Satake and his football program. I can't emphasize enough how big of a win, how much of a season-changing win this is for BYU because they could have easily rolled over, lost this game, and saw things really spiral out of control this season. But credit to the coaching staff, the BYU football players, all of the administration, um, all of the staffers around the program. They all bought in, and they got rewarded with a big-time win, 28-25 to over Boise State. All right, uh, we'll get to some more thoughts on this win here in just a moment. Just want to remind you guys that the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. Of course, they are proud sponsors of BYU football and BYU sports in general. Right now, uh, it's a great time to consider refinancing your mortgage. Give the DFCU mortgage team a call, 801-456-7070. Give them a call. Let them know what you're looking to do. If you're looking to refinance your loan, you're a first-time home buyer looking to get into the market, regardless of whatever situation you're in, if you're looking to either refinance or buy a new home, let Deseret First Credit Union guys help you guys out. They want to help you save money and make sure you're in the right financial situation. So give them a call, 801-456-7070, or go to dfcu.com for more information. All right, more here in just a moment. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, big win for BYU, of course, 28-25 to over Boise State. 
wanted to run down some of the guys I really felt like stepped out stepped out into the limelight for BYU in this game. Let's start off with the Kafusi brothers. Jackson Kafusi and Isaiah Kafusi, I think, probably become the first pair of brothers, in, at least that I know of, in BYU uniform to score, to notch interceptions in the same game. Jackson, of course, had one that he returned 13 yards. Isaiah Kafusi notched another of his. Big time showings from both of those players. The linebacking core for BYU was stellar in this game. BYU made it an emphasis to slow Boise State's rushing attack, and that they did. But Boise State carried the ball 40 times for 174 yards, an average of 4.4 yards per carry. Still not a perfect effort on defense in terms of the rushing game, but much better than it had been in the last two games. Of course, last week against South Florida, it was 244 yards. So you knocked off at least 60 yards, well, more like 70 yards, off of what you give up against South Florida. So a much better effort all the way around from BYU. I thought the move to uh, safety for Dion Gonwoloku, putting him in a strong safety slot where he moved up near the line of scrimmage. BYU only played a single high safety. Was a prescient move. BYU, BYU benefited from that, obviously, because Diane is probably BYU's best defensive player just in terms of overall talent. I think he's a next-level guy, speaking of the NFL, and he showed that tonight. He was very impressive. He notched a sack on a safety blitz, and that's one other thing about the BYU defense tonight. Talk about some exotic pressure and some stunts, some uh, different safety blitz, uh, linebackers coming on delayed blitzes. This was a different looking BYU defense, and I can't overstate enough how much of an influence Kalani Satake had on this game plan tonight. Of course, in the fourth quarter, BYU went back to their old tried and true, uh, not tried and true, tried and failed, I feel like, three-man rush, eight-man drop coverage, and it allowed uh, Boise State to motor up and down the field to make this game as close as it was. BYU, I thought, made progress on defense, but far from a perfect effort, if that makes sense. I thought it was a great showing for the defense considering the last two weeks, the last two losses for BYU. And I think it's quite a lot of the credit is Kalani Satake stepping in and saying, you know what, enough is enough. I need to take the reins of this defense and get this defense working the way I need it to. And it's a credit to him for understanding, you know what, it's time for me to step in. I know that the other coaches on the BYU defensive staff, speaking of Elisa Tuiaki and Ed Lamb, still played a large role in it, but Kalani Satake pulled a Bronco Mendenhall to a large degree and stepped in and took over the defense and said, if the ship is going down, it's going down with me as the captain, and I'm going to have my hands on this. But credit to BYU. They executed well enough to win the game. And this really does change things for BYU as they head into a rivalry game two weeks from now after a bye week at Utah State. A couple other notes for you guys before we get to some post-game sound here is uh, I really liked what we saw from the BYU offensive line. Uh, this offensive line was missing four of its regular rotation guys, actually five, because Harris Lachance did not play in this game. BYU started a true freshman in Blake Freeland at right tackle, and watching the game, off the rewatch, I'll have more for you on Monday after rewatch the film, but looking at the game just the first time through, Blake Freeland held more than his own at right tackle for BYU. Obviously, they used tight ends and running backs to help chip uh, guys on the edge there to help him out. But I thought for his first career start at just 18 years old, a guy fresh out of high school at Harriman High School, I thought that was an impressive, impressive showing for Blake Freeland. BYU juggled the offensive line this week. I, we mentioned it. You could see some shuffling. Well, at left tackle, they had Brady Christensen, who's been a stalwart there. They moved Clark Barrington from right guard to left guard. And for my money, 
on my first observation of this film, Clark Barrington was BYU's best offensive lineman in just his second career start in this win over Boise State. James Empey led the team from the center spot, obviously. Chandon Herring went from left guard to right guard to help uh, kind of solidify that right side with a true freshman at right tackle in Blake Freeland. But I thought BYU's offensive line more than earned their keep with their effort tonight. BYU rushed the ball a total for a total of 121 yards. Sione Fino obviously leading the way with 89 yards. Lopini Katoa had 37 yards of his own. And they did it all without Emmanuel Asupa. He's dealing with a big toe injury. It sounds kind of like um, he's got a turf toe issue, if that makes sense. It's a ligament on the bottom part of your foot that can be very, very painful. Any of you that have had turf toe know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it requires surgery to correct it. I know they were trying to be very careful with this, get him into the bye week, and hopefully get him healed up for the stretch run of the season. But the nice part is you saw a guy like Sione Finau step into that role and take full advantage of it. And I think Sione Finau very much is going to be a guy who's going to be a big uh, part of what BYU does on offense down the stretch run of the season going into November and like I said big hats off to the BYU offensive line I thought it was a fantastic showing from those players all right enough of me talking let's let you hear from the players and coaches let's start off with the offensive players who came to the podium after the game here you go here is Baylor Romney the starting quarterback for BYU finishing with 221 yards and the two touchdowns of course both of those touchdowns going to Matt Bushman who joined him on the podium post game Matt what was it like being able to celebrate that after the disappointment of the last three weeks that was great. It was something. It was something that our, our team definitely needed. Uh, just coming off of a three-game losing streak, that just is not fun. Playing bad football, where we know we can play a lot better. Uh, we just came into this game. We said we can. We can compete with with Boise State. We can. We're just as good or better, and uh, we played like that. So, props to Baylor coming in and just being confident out there in one of the worst uh, weather situations in football, probably. And, I mean. We didn't have any turnovers, I don't think. So props to him just coming in and being stout. So it's definitely a great feeling. What made the difference? What was so different in the last three weeks? That's the thing. I don't know. Like, <coughs> I don't get why our, our team, like, plays good sometimes and pretty horrible other times. Uh, I just think as offensively, we were, we were more aggressive uh, this game, even though we had some weird weather. But I just think it was a collective effort. Our special teams did a lot better. Our defense played really well. And yeah, I think just a collective effort. We, we needed this win and we went, we went out and got it. Take us through the uh, play action, fourth down pass from Baylor to you for a touchdown. Yeah, so it was a little, uh, he had some good acting skills. The running back had some good acting skills. They faked, they faked a little fumble um, on the exchange. Uh, and yeah, I just, I just faked a little block and just sprung out. And we knew it was going to work. Just we were just we needed that right situation and pretty bold situation to uh, to do it. And we're we're glad it paid off. Baylor, is that something you've been practicing at all? That fake fumble? Uh, just this week, <laughs> a couple days of practice. Baylor, the third quarter you guys had 196 yards, 21 points on 11 plays. What what really was the difference for the offense? That you were to, to break out so effectively on, on that many plays? Yeah, I mean, our game plan coming into this game was to be aggressive, and we tried in the first half, and it didn't really work. In the third quarter, you know, when we had them where we wanted them, that's when it paid off being aggressive. 
was it like getting ready for this start? Watching, I mean, you guys are out there warming up in the downpour, the yeah. wind's blowing, what that's going to do to the passing. I mean, what's that like getting ready for your first start like <laughs> that? I mean, <laughs> you just got to take what it is. Uh, you can't control um, the weather, obviously, and just try to control what you can control going into this game. Now, what was the process there at the end? Were players lobbying Kalani to go for it on fourth down there, or pond, or what, what was kind of the process? Um, all right, uh, which fourth down? At the very end of the game? Yeah. Um, I, we knew we were going to go for it. I mean, we couldn't. We really wanted to go for it as an offense. Um, our little, our little special teams package where they had that QB snake. Like we, we really wanted that. We really, we didn't want to punt just to give let the opportunity <coughs> fall into their hands. Um, so we were just as confident we as we could be. Uh, we believed, and uh, yeah, I mean. It was a pretty, like I said, we, we made some pretty bold moves this game and uh, they paid off. So we're just really grateful that it uh, played in our favor. What's that, what's that like watching 22 guys or, you know, being part of 22 guys slamming in? I don't remember who was in, but just 22 guys in a big jumble like that trying to get six inches. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I think even for your QB sneak, like it's, it seems so easy and that you could do it, but you got some big dudes coming and trying to, trying to take you down. So. Uh, we're just we're glad that, that paid off and uh, just the belief that that little that our team had and that play in, in particular we're just we practiced that a ton and we knew it was going to work when when we when we needed it now uh two two wins over top 25 opponents on this season uh what does that say about this team's potential when you guys put everything <coughs> together when we put it when we put everything together we i think we can play with anyone um especially on our on our schedule we can we can compete. We can, we can. I think we can win out. And we needed a, a game like this to kind of get that that stone rolling again and prepare our, uh, for Utah State. We have this. We have this bye week, and we get a get some extra preparation in. And yeah, I mean, it's just we consider Boise one of our rivals, and we haven't beaten them in a couple years. So that just it felt it feels great. Same thing with Utah State. They're one of our rivals. We haven't beaten them in a, in a couple years. So it's a. Uh, it's business for us, and we're we're looking we're looking to play as best we can against them. Baylor, when did you know you would start this game? Um, I didn't get a call till Wednesday night from Coach Roderick, just with the Jaren situation and everything. Uh, but I was preparing the whole week like I was going to start. Baylor, was it a little bit easier knowing having a couple extra days to prepare for the start rather than <laughs> being thrown in literally last minute like last week? I was. It was good to get some reps with the ones in practice and you know get a little chemistry down before we played a game. How much of a confidence builder is this for you, Baylor? Because it's been five years since you started in a game. Yeah, I mean, this is what I've been preparing for you know since I graduated high school was for my opportunity to come to the college level and you know, show tonight. As far as the offensive uh, game plan was concerned, it seemed like maybe less RPOs this game and more, um, you know, dictated runs or passes in this particular game. Is that accurate, or what was the game plan? I'd say we still had our, a little our fair share, but uh, yeah, I mean, we <coughs> we called the plays that we thought were going to work, and um, whether it was RPO or just drop back, uh, we trusted Baylor, and the coaches just trusted us. I mean, our our line played great. We had some. Guys that were injured, we didn't mention. We didn't even mention that they they played great. Uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna Boise State has some good defenders and they're gonna get some sacks. But um, overall, they played a really solid game, and that just 
our game, we knew what our game plan was going to be, and we, we had that belief, and we got it done. There you go, Baylor Romney and Matt Bushman. And cool to hear Baylor Romney. He's a pretty cool customer. He does not get too high, too low. And I think we saw that in his play tonight. And like I said, just truly magnificent first outing for him as a starting quarterback. 221 yards, two touchdowns. And I I don't think you could have asked for much more from a freshman quarterback making his first career start as a third-string quarterback for BYU as they beat Boise State 28-25. to All right, we'll get to some more sound. Kalani Satake included here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that All Guard Pest Control is a proud partner of Locked On Cougars. Seth Barrett and his team are big-time BYU fans. I'm sure Seth is just beside himself with this win over Boise State. Been a great partner of ours all season long. I want you to encourage you guys, if you have any pest control, needs regardless of its mice spiders whatever it may be let all guard pest control help you guys out give them a call 801-851-1812 or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com great company based in utah county but capable of servicing anybody up and down the wasatch front even out into the Tooele and wasatch county areas as well if you have pest control needs go with a local company that is the best of the best and that is all guard pest controls tell them that locked on cougars and jake hatch jake hatch sent you give them a call once again 801 801- 851-1812 or go online allguardpestcontrols.com It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, a couple more things before we get out of here on this special postcast edition of Locked on Cougars. Wanted to let you hear from Kalani Satake, a guy who is pleased with his team's win, but... Obviously, there's a lot to clean up still as BYU gets ready now two weeks from now to face off against in-state rival Utah State in Logan at Maverick Stadium. But all things considered, a win is a win is a win. And I think Kalani Satake reflected that motto in his postgame comments. Here you go, Kalani Satake after BYU upsets number 14, Boise State, 28-25. to A great game. Uh, glad we got this win. And just really extremely proud of our players. Uh, our assistant coaches worked their tails off for this win, and so uh, glad we were able to put it together and have a great game plan. Had some new guys get get uh, opportunities to play. Um, had a true freshman start right tackle for us, and was really pleased with the way he played the game against a physical defense. And um, just really happy with the guys that stepped up and made plays. Uh, you know, we we always talked about our depth and and getting opportunities to play and, and making sure that they're ready. And I was really proud of them today. So. Uh, yeah, just uh, I'll take any questions that you have. I, I think uh, Boise State's a great team. Uh, Coach Harkson does an amazing job in getting that team ready, you know, and um, I think that uh, just a lot of things worked out in our favor, and, and uh, I, I was proud of the way we played all three phases and, and uh, feel really happy about the win. Kalani, you said that uh, everyone was – you were going to reevaluate everything going into this week. What were mm-hmm. some of the changes that you made? Because the team did came, come out fired up and, and played better. I didn't do anything. I mean, uh, too crazy. I think this is – this is uh, the players worked extremely hard for this win, and I, I if anything I leaned on them even more heavily. And then our assistant coaches had a great game plan. I thought uh, 
everything that was executed well, you know, and, and I like the aggressive nature of our team. So uh, that, that, that was the part that I liked, and I thought it all came together. I felt like we had to do some things differently to win this game, and, and we were able to do it just enough. You know, I, I thought we kind of hung on at the end there rather than uh, really just get, get it to, you know, just own the win. But um, that, that's hard to do when you're going against a great team. And so, I, I, you know, I'm just glad we got the win. But the players are the key, and, and our assistant coaches, they're the, they're the key in this whole thing. Looking well, back at the third quarter. On fourth down and uh, not punt and go for it there at the very end. Got to trust the players. Just, uh, you know, I think I think in your mind you think that maybe you should punt it, but um, I don't know. Just had a good feeling in the players. I, I, I like the, the, the look that they gave me on the sideline and thought if we could win the game, let's go do it. I mean, we're, what, a couple inches away? And so... Um, you know, I'm just, I, I trust Austin Confensis, who's a senior, and that O-line, and the guys that are up front, and they really wanted this, and so I thought we practiced that scrum personnel quite a bit, you know, and, and um, we, we were collaborating about the calls and which what, what we should do there, and uh, even talked about punting, and just that one just felt right, so. Looking back at the third quarter, you, you guys had 196 total yards on 21 points on 11 plays. What what really was key to executing so well and so efficiently during that 15 minutes? Well, I think the um, coaches trusted Baylor making some plays, and and I thought uh, they executed really well. But it was you know it was, it was everyone. It, we saw some really good run runs from Lopini from the O line that are blocking the entire time. They never get credit, but Lopini uh, found some holes where they were able to get some runs in, and so did Sionifi now, and so. Uh, I just like the way our, our, our game went, and I like the way we executed. And that's, you know, we had a lot of new faces in, on the field, and, that, and it was really nice that we were able to execute so well. Coach, speak to that right right tackle, third string, left guard, third string, uh, fourth or fifth string running back, and the third string running back. How do you beat the number 14 team with, with all these third and fourth stringers? Those guys, believe in them, you know, and, and uh, it's been a rough couple weeks before this game, and so, uh, you know, we had to take our licks a little bit, but we had to keep trusting them. And, and there, there were uh, there's some mistakes that were made, obviously, in the, in the previous games, and, and you just can't get them back other than learn. And these guys are a resilient group, you know, and so whenever their backs against the wall, they respond the right way, and and uh, we're going to have that approach every week. And so we, we're going to work really hard next week and find a way to get better and, and get a lot of those guys that you, you mentioned. Um, Opportunities. I mean, you, you, we, you know, Kavika Fonuo got hurt as well, so we had to play with Tyler Algier and who was a running back earlier this year, you know, and, and um, Jackson Kafusi, and we had to use a lot of guys in depth. We were with some young freshman corners that found a way to make plays, and um, I'm just really extremely proud of all the players. Those guys did a great job getting themselves ready, and and a lot of them grew up big time this week, and, and what a great way to grow uh, grow up and, and get a win over a ranked team. Colin, are you able to share who took charge of the play calling on both sides of the ball? Uh, play calling is a collaborative effort from everybody. We, we, we work together on defense and offense, and so going into the game, we kind of have an idea of what we're going to get done, and so that's that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I thought, it was, I thought there were some great play calls on, on, on both sides and even special teams. You mentioned earlier this week that you were in a tight spot, you and your team. Uh, do you feel like you're out of that tight spot after this big win? Nope, I like the tight spot. We're just going to keep um, manufacturing tight spots. I, I like that. I think we respond better that way. So um, we're going to, I mean, we're going to have fun. We're going to go to church tomorrow, right? And then um, get to work on Monday, you know? And so I, 
I don't think, I, I mean, I, I'm comfortable saying it in public that these guys need to play a little bit of a chip on their shoulder the entire time. That's kind of what BYU is all about. And in this independent schedule, that's what we have to do. And in, in the fact that we are independent and we're going to have to be ready. And, we're, and you know, we're going to play some tough teams and ranked teams and we're going to have to tech, uh, check into our depth quite a bit. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're going to focus on. We've been doing it, but the emphasis has been even stronger now. What was the reasoning behind moving some of the coaches from the booth down the field like Jeff Grimes? I think his presence is really strong, especially with the old lineup uh, on the field. Hard to do it on a telephone and everything like that. And it was Coach Grimes' idea to be on the field, and, and I, I agreed with it. And, and you know, you saw the, uh, the results of it. So uh, I think all the coaches did an amazing job. Our graduate assistants did a great job getting these guys ready. And everyone did a great job in all their roles. And, all I did was the head coaches cheer and have the best seat in the house. It's Try not to get a penalty or anything like that for celebrating. It was pretty cool to see Diane Gawaluku roaming around and making plays in the backfield. Um, what did he do specifically and what position was he playing? <coughs> he was playing safety tonight. And I think, um, you know, we put him at corner because we, we were down Chris Wilcox and down Troy Warner. Um, then when we lost Zane, we moved Zane to safety. Then we lost Zane. And then we felt like... Um, he made a lot of plays for us at corner. He was really quiet at corner because no one really went after him. But his his effectiveness is really where he can kind of roam the field a little bit more, and that's a safety position. So uh, we'll keep him there. I think he's game for whatever, and he, he wants to run the ball all the time too and be a kick returner and punt returner. He's on punt coverage and kickoff coverage. So the guy, I don't think anyone plays more football plays than he does, and, and he's a special player, and, and I think it's important for us to put him in a position to make a lot of plays. And, and other players as well. Obviously, you'll get more in depth when you review the film. But your initial assessments of the run defense tonight? I mean, they got a lot of they got a lot of yards still, so I'm, I'm upset about that. But I mean, I, mean I, I think the more important part is that they're 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 long yards. You know, they had a 16 yard, a 14 yard, nine and four for the their, the long yards for the four rushers that they had, and, and that's that's pretty good for what they've done throughout the year. You know, and. Um, I think I think there are times that we were really aggressive. We made a lot of mistakes. Don't get me wrong on defense. We were we were aggressive. We pressured quite a bit, but we made a lot of mistakes. And then we just kind of hung ourselves out there a little bit, you know, and, and trusted. Put our cor- our corners on the islands and played a lot of man coverage. And um, those, like I said, those freshmen really grew up. Those young kids and, and looking at Isaiah Heron and D'Lo and all those guys really got better. You know, Shaman Willis did some great things tonight too. So uh, Bo Tanner, those guys did some really good things at corner. We moved Bo from safety to corner. And just thankful that we have guys that can kind of play both both positions. And I think Austin Lee did a great job being a captain for us at safety. You know, I, I wish he would have came down with that pick, um, but we'll work on that on Monday. How would you assess Baylor's Romney's first start and how he played? I thought he was great. I mean, you guys saw the composure that he had in the pocket and making guys miss and having his eyes downfield. That's something that's special. And, and I give a lot of credit to, to Coach Grimes and Aaron Roderick getting him in a situation where he can be comfortable and. And, uh, and using his strengths, you know. But uh, you also have to give a lot of credit to him and being prepared. And this guy, as he comes to work every day with the same mentality, and uh, he was doing the same when he, we knew he was going to start this week. That's the same way that he came to practice every day and came to the facility every day. He watched a lot of film, prepared well. That's the culture that we have right now of our guys really teaching each other and working together and, and getting better. And I thought Zach did an amazing job with him and working with him. And I thought A-Rod did a great job with him. Jaron did a great job, you know. And we were hoping that Jaron would be able to, to clear, but he didn't clear. And, and uh, we just knew that Baylor was going to be ready. And Joe Critchlow was going to be ready when if his number had to be called as well. When do you expect Jaron to be cleared? What's that? When do you expect Jaron to be cleared? 
I don't know. I was just, uh, you know, we're, it's kind of a day-to-day thing, so that's that's good news, you know. But we have a bye week, so uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, I think uh, competition is really good for us, and, and we'll see which which one's going to be the best at, at a lot of positions. We're going to get some linemen back, hopefully. You know, we were down um, Tristan Hodge and, and, and um, Kiefer Longson, Keanu Saliapanga, and then also lost Thomas Show for the year. So that, that was really tough for us. But um, I thought Blake Freeland and... Um, Clark Barrington did a great job stepping up, and Jandon Herring's done a good job filling in for Kiefer. Cody, your team wins the turnover ratio. How important are those momentum shifts for you guys? I thought that was good, but we won the turnover uh, margin the last couple weeks too, you know, the last two, the two games before this. And, and I think diff- it was just different because it came at the right time, and uh, we were able to build some momentum. But um, I don't know, I just, I, there's a different feeling from this game and the, 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 the um, aggressiveness that our defense had, you know. We, we we had two turnovers, but there were really op- a lot of opportunities. We had our hands on the ball quite a bit, and so if if I'm being picky and I'm going to watch the film and be kind of a jerk about it, we should have had three more, you know. So um, we got to get those, and, and a couple were dropped, and that can't happen. And I think they cost us some points. But defensively, the guys did a great job uh, keeping a, an explosive offense under wraps and scoring. 25 points. That, that was an amazing job by the coaches and a great job by the players. Come on, rivals. the stated goal you have in your program. Does this win feel a little bit different, you know, knowing that this is only your second win against one of these rivals? Yeah, and, and you know, we, we play it week to week, but we're going to move on and get to the next rival. We play Utah State, so we're going to have a, a week off. But a uh, week off means that we're just week off on Saturday, but we're going to work hard this week and, and be ready for you for the Aggies when we go up to Logan. Come on, you've uh, now won, you beat two ranked teams at home for the first time, and how much fun is it to have those to, memories to savor with the fans on the field, the students on the field that came out on you know kind of a rotten weather night tonight and were there to enjoy this and you were able to enjoy it with them? Just happy for the fans. I mean, we love our fans and, and, and the players will tell you that they play so much harder for the fans, you know, and, and we get to see them on the road and at home. It's a, it's a beautiful sight. And uh, I like that they stormed the field. That was fun too, you know, but I, I think, um, you know, for us, every team is going to be ranked. That's the mindset we have to have. That every team we're going against is going to be a great team and chip on our shoulder and our back is against the wall. We play better and respond better in that in that in that in that situation. So that's what we're going to try to get done. All right, there you go, Kalani Satake, and congratulations to him and his program. I think this is a season-changing win. I've said that multiple times on this postcast edition of the podcast, and I'll keep saying it. This is going to change the whole trajectory of BYU's football season. I feel like. They've got an opportunity now to go to Utah State, notch another rivalry win, even the record at 4-4, four and four, and then you're really looking at getting the season back on track. The felt like it was getting off the rails a little bit here. A big win tonight, 28-25 to over number 14 Boise State. Cannot be overstated. It cannot be oversold. It is a massive, massive victory for Kalani Satake and his football program, and credit to them. They went out and took it. They were on the front foot from the get-go, and they took care of business, and congratulations to them. This podcast brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Check out all of their great services. Love having them on board. If you'd like to be on board as well, please email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. We've got competitive rates. We have a great audience of BYU fans, both locally and nationwide. Would love to represent your brand or product. Please let us know, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Of course, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cougars. 
follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. Would love to interact with you guys on social media. Please let us know your thoughts. We'll catch you guys on Monday. A special recap edition of the podcast is over now, but of course, I'll rewatch the film tomorrow. And well, actually, today it's early Sunday morning, me recording this podcast. We'll have more for you on Monday morning as we recap the film, looking back at a big time win for BYU. Thanks again for joining us. This has been Locked On Cougars. Special postcast edition is BYU Upends, number 14, Boise State, 28 to 25. See ya. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.